Hey, hey, what's up? All right, guys. This is uh, this is the Galaxy Podcast, and I am Brian Ozone, and I'm King Adam, and we are ready and set for a new show today. Um, so what's going on with you, King? Have you uh, have you heard anything new? What's going on? Uh, not too much uh, new or exciting news other than uh, the designer time. Mondo right. Yeah, it's been like really slow this week. Uh, nothing really. Uh, well, there's a PowerCon thing, but we'll talk about that later on in the show. Um, yeah, it, it's been kind of kind of kind of. <laughs> it's been kind of quiet lately uh, for the Masters community. Um, not much news going on. But the only other Maybe. thing is uh, those those WWE Masters of the Universe uh, crossovers have been showing up in right. stores. Uh, the wrestling nice. ring that comes with the two figures that they've been showing up in WalMarts. Um, oh, really? Are they, so what? The ring comes with two figures. Which yeah. who who are the figures? Uh, I believe it's John Cena and uh, Triple H. Who's uh, John Cena supposed to be? Do you know? Um, he's got. The He-Man harness in orange, and uh, I believe uh, yeah. tri- Triple H has the uh, the Terror claws. Oh, that's cool! I got to look into that. Um, that's a pretty cool uh, mashup. I know they've done uh, turtles in the past, and um, I think that's the only crossover they did. Uh, it's pretty cool that they're branching out, you know, doing other things. But, you know, Mattel owns the, the property rights for the uh, figures from WWF. Yeah. So, you know, it's like a win-win for them because now you're going to get the uh, – you'll have the wrestling fans and you'll have the master fans uh, going for them. So, you know, it's it's a pretty cool idea for them. I get it. Um. I got to look into it more. I keep forgetting about that, but I will as soon as this show is over with. And, um, yeah, again, other than that, there really is nothing out there. Um, it's just a really slow time. Hopefully, uh, being so quiet, maybe there's a lot going on behind the scenes with the movie, supposed movie again. Um, I mean, it has a release date, I believe, for next year. Um, we should be getting a teaser or a trailer soon. Uh, it should be on its way. Hopefully, it's uh, it's worth the wait. <laughs> We've been waiting for a long time for this movie. And um, I'm looking forward to it. I hope it's worth the wait. Um, so, okay. So let's go into our first, uh, topic that we're going to talk about. And it's, uh, it's the Masters of the Universe Origins line. And I figured that we talk about the only figures that are out so far was the He-Man and Prince Adam 
double pack from San Diego Comic Con exclusive last year. Uh, I just recently purchased it. I know in past podcasts I said I wasn't going to get involved with this line, but uh, I figured, what the hell? So I bought it. I found it on eBay, and they're quite expensive um, still. But uh, I said, the heck with it. I bought it anyway. And the box is cool. The box is like Grayskull with uh, He-Man's uh, the uh, the power chest. Uh, whatever, I forget what they call it now. Um, his uh, the power. What, what what's the right name for that? Um, the, the, the comic that the art is based on. No, 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 no. He-Man, his power, oh, his power vest, I guess they call it, right? You know, that was one of the uh, things that the goddess gave Adam to turn into He-Man. So, uh, that's on the box art. And then it says on one of the sides by the power of Grayskull, the back is the back of the uh, power vest and has the, 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 the thing where the power sword will go on, go into. And on the other side, it says, I have the power. Um, and on top, it says it has the master's logo. And then I'll open this baby up so we can talk about all the details. And then it comes with uh, a plastic, like, see-through thing. And it has artwork. It has uh, Man at Arms and He Man versus the Red Beast Man and Skeletor, which is holding a power sword. So that's a good thing to me because I'm hoping that they go back to the twin power swords. I really enjoyed that. Uh, that's that that storyline of the original mini comics. Uh, and then on the side, it has the power sword all lit up. On the other side, it has Prince Adam with uh, with um, he has like a I don't know if they're flames, but it looks like he has uh, like an aurora around him, and he does have the uh, the blue vest. He's not in purple. He does not have pink pants, <laughs> so it's uh, kind of a more manly uh, version. Well, it's the original version that they had in uh, the DC Comics, uh, which I, I like a lot better. So, okay, on the back it says new for 19, and it shows Prince Adam, and it says heroic secret identity of He-Man and gives you the size Next to him is the new version of He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. And again, it gives him his size. Um, and on the bottom of that, it says Masters of the Universe presented by uh, a bunch of different people and what they did. Um, and now getting to the box where the, the figures are encased in. Um one side has He-Man on Battle Cat, and it has 
like three moons or maybe other planets in the sky. And coming out of He-Man, it's uh, like a ghost skull. I don't know if that's the spirit of He-Man or Skeletor. And then on the side, it has He-Man standing. And then in front of it is the Masters of the Universe logo with Grayskull. And on the bottom right, it says Adult Collector, Mattel. And then where you're going to open it, it's a, it's a cool pick. I already took one and put it on a while ago. It's half Adam, half He-Man. And then when you open it, the right-hand side has uh, Prince Adam. And it has like a plastic uh, case covering that you can take out. And it says Masters of the Universe logo. And on the bottom left, it has Skeletor. Um. In the background of that, it has uh, Castle Grayskull. And then on the other side, where He-Man is, it looks like it's the drawbridge of Grayskull. And it has the Master's logo on top and Skeletor with a power sword running away. And in between those two, there's uh, one, two, three... Four, one, two, three. There's a four-page uh, four comic, I guess, mini-comic type thing. And um, it's basically a story. And it's really cool. I'm just going to read the first uh, thing. It's Skeletor saying, It seems you've run out of places to hide from my black magic boy talking to Adam. And Adam says, Stay back, demon. Don't you know who I am? Um, so I like the fact that they're going back to where Skeletor was a demon from another dimension and he's trying to get his way into this, to Grayskull, trying to unlock the secrets. Um, and then it has, um, a picture of Adam with, uh, um, I believe it's King Randor. Yeah, it is King Randor, but he kind of looks like uh, King Mira. Um, and then it has Randor, Man-at-Arms, and Tila all around them. And he's thinking, and the goddess uh, talks to him. He uh, gives, She gives him the weapons and the, the sky sled. Like uh, in our previous mini comics, and they talk, um, and then it ends with uh, Skeletor. Uh, I'm sorry, not Skeletor. I'm sorry, um, Adam turning into He-Man, and it says, "You are worthy of the legend of He-Man," and it has like a Chirac, uh thing, you know, like uh, uh, like telling you i guess like giving you like a, um like a like a crash sound or something and he uh skeletor's looking at him and he says what's this um so it's pretty cool i mean i like it uh the figures are cool they're uh, uh prince adam comes with he comes with the power sword 
he has the blue vest on and then he comes with three sets of hands and then you have he comes with he has on the new version of the he-man head and he also comes with the original uh the vintage version head he-man comes with the battle axe the shield and a dagger in his uh, boot. Now, I don't know if it's just mine or if it's just the way it is, but when I took mine out and I tried to put it back, it doesn't go in all the way. So just be careful to those. Um, just be cautious. Um, he, He-Man comes with uh, the new version head on him with like the longer hair. He does come with the vintage head, and again, he comes with six, uh, three pairs of hands as well. So, I mean, overall, I think it's very cool. Uh, his knees, um, if you put his knees and stand him up, he's got quite a bit of articulation, more than I thought uh, when I saw him at PowerCon. Um he is definitely taller than the vintage style. Not much, but he definitely is taller. And again, like I said, I, 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 I do like the fact that they went back to the DC, like his first original appearance, um, Prince Adam in the DC comics with the blue, uh, just the blue vest. And, you know, he's got the regular... Uh, he doesn't have anything on his legs. He just has the same, you know, the same style as He-Man. Um, like his first, uh, his original, uh, how he looked in the, his first appearance in DC Comics. So I, I overall, I give this a really thumbs up. I think it's pretty cool. Um, I mean, I do have problems with the shield staying on. Um the power sword doesn't I, – I, I got to keep bending He-Man's hands to hold the power sword or it pops off. But um, it's, it, it's, it's definitely pretty cool. Um, I think it was a cool start to the, the set of figures that are coming out. Um, it's uh, – the power sword is a little different. It's not like the power swords we had before. It's definitely different. But not so different that you wouldn't be able to recognize it as the power sword. So it's really a, it, it's a really cool figure. I like him. I, I really think they did a good job on this. And, um, you know, that just leads us into the figures that we're going to be getting, I think, in November. Is that right? Uh, yeah, fall of 2020. Yeah. So about a, about a year away for them. Uh, they're going to start off with He-Man and Skeletor. And then we know we're getting Tila, Evelyn, Man-at-Arms, and Beast-Man. Right. After that. Um, past that, we know there's a trap jaw. Right. Uh, I think I think they showed a merman and yes, 
Yes, they did. Uh, the last one they shown was Battle Cat. Well, I think, like we were talking the other day, I am thinking that Battle Cat might be the, the San Diego Comic-Con exclusive for this year. Um, I could be wrong. It's just speculation. But I have a feeling, because they did show it at PowerCon, and I I, I think that's going to be, unless, unless they have something else up their sleeve, um, something that we haven't seen, which would be okay. Um, you know, my thing with this line was that it basically is the same thing as the vintage line, and it kind of irked me. You know, I, I kind of didn't like it. Um, but I, like I said, uh, the figures, you know, they come with extra hands and heads and stuff. That's kind of like what all figures now is are are doing. Um, even wrestling figures have different hands now. It's just kind of like the, the thing that's in. So I guess all the figures would probably come with at least an extra set of hands, maybe a different head. Um, if they are going to continue with like the newer look and version and then come with maybe the vintage head. Um, but the thing with me is, is that I, I thought that it pretty much was like a remake of the vintage figures, but it's kind of not They, um, you know, there is a difference. It's not just something that they redid and threw it out there. Uh, but again, I'd much rather still have the classics figures going. But that's just my my choice. Um, so, what do you what are your um, your what are your thoughts about the line that's coming out and things? Um, I'm pretty excited for it. Um, you know, those of us that's been collecting classics for a long time feel that these are kind of a step backwards. But uh, if you kind of look at it from from the aspect of getting this into retail and, and starting a new uh, line for the average person that's going to just start collecting these figures and tie into the movie, this totally works. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, that see, now this is the thing. Now, next year we have supposedly the movie coming out. Next year, supposedly... Uh, the, the cartoon revelations is supposed to come out. Um, now the Shira on Netflix, they made figures for, so I'm assuming that we probably are going to get uh, new, probably some type of new figures for the new cartoon, and of course the movie. Now. Maybe they will be in the same buck as and size as the origins, um, or not. You know, like um, like what Super Seven did with uh, the Princesses of Power with the, the new Shira line. The first toys that they made was Shira and Katra. Um, you know, and then they're their own size. They're completely different from, you know, everything else that Shira had. But it's also been a really long time since they, you know, well, they did make them in the classics, but uh, 
besides that, you know, back in the eighties of the pop collection. So, um, I'm, I'm betting that we'll probably get something for the cartoon and movies. So, you know, and they did say that the classics line was on a hiatus. So who knows? Maybe, maybe we'll get, uh, something back in the classics. But, um, it uh, it seems that Super 7 may have the licensing for the buck of the Classics figures because they just came out with uh, uh, the New Japan uh, Pro figure, wrestling figures, in the buck of Classics figures. Ooh. So, I don't know. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be kind of strange to see what actually happens from here. So... At least we know the Thundercats, you know, I think they said, what, 19 figures they're making now? Something like that. You know, they're going to be in the Classics book, so that's cool. And plus, you know, they're doing one-offs of, like, well, they're going to have a Conan line. I think they make four new figures. Um, and those are in the Classics book. And then you have uh, Voltron they made in the Classics book, and also... Toxic Avengers in the Classics book. Um, I thought they were going to do the Turtles similar to that, but no, they just made them taller and bigger and and things. So, Do you have uh, your own spin on this, what you think they're going to do? or I have no idea what they're going to do for this uh, new cartoon, Revelations, or the movie, because... Right. How are they going to tie all this in? Are they going to keep it the same design and just... Uh... Yeah. That's my uh, concern. I have no idea what they're going to do. It's going to be weird. Because you know how Mattel is. They don't like to have too many different versions of the same thing going at once because that they think that confuses yeah. the customer. Yeah. So, you know, but the, but the thing is, is that... Do you know... I, I forget the date... When the movie is supposed to come out, do you know when that is? March twenty-one. Or, okay, so oh, twenty-one. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was next year. Oh, okay. Okay, so that that gives them time to think. You know, what are they going to do if they even do anything then? Because then they can use the origins uh, book as well, and maybe the cartoon. In a different style. Um, but, you know, I, I guess we'll find out when the time comes. Uh, now, Revelations is coming out next year, right? Oh, let's see. Yeah, spring of next year. So Yeah, okay. So, we'll see. Well, you know what? If it's coming out in spring, that's pretty early. Um, so I'm sure they'll probably do like what they did with uh, She-Ra is come. They'll probably have at least two seasons for before Christmas, and I mean that's the time to strike, you know, and make toys for Christmas. So you know, it, it it's something to be seen, um, and we'll have to, I guess, wait it out or until we get a teaser or something. Now, do you know if the horsemen are involved with this, or this is all Mattel in-house? 
yeah, the horsemen are going to be sculpting these Origins figures. Okay. All right, cool. Good. I'm glad they kept them on. Yeah, they asked that at the panel at PowerCon, and uh, they did confirm that. Okay, great. That's good. As long as they're involved, I'm happy. Yeah. All right. All right, well, um, I pretty much said all I had to say for that right now. How about you? Yeah, um, I don't have these this two-pack yet, but uh, I got one on the way. Oh, cool. I and think yeah, I'm did, excited did, for did, the the uh, the box and the comics and the you know the artwork yeah. is, is the the highlight of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I I honestly didn't even know it had a comic in it until I saw it, and I I really got uh, I got excited to read it. Um, it's like I said, it's only four pages. It's not very long at all, but it gets to the point right away. So it's pretty cool. Um, and you know, you, you know, when you get it and open it, it's it's awesome because it's not like uh, classics where it's a clamshell or whatever. You can actually open it up and then put the figures back where you in uh, if you wanted wanted to do that. So it's pretty cool. So, all right, we'll take a break and we'll be back in a few. All right. All right. Bye. And we're back. Yes, we are. What's that noise? Um, oh, okay. Went away. All right. Well, this next segment, uh, it's all about the king. So, you want to uh, explain what you... Uh, what you got going for uh, the next part, please? Yeah. So I thought it would be fun to take a look at the Dark Horse book, Character Guide and World Endium. And just look at a few of these characters. Go over some uh, interesting tidbits. Now, now are these the, 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 the characters that you wanted to do? Are these your favorite? Or... Uh, of, I guess the ones that kind of jumped out at me as I scanned it through. Okay. Found some interesting information and such. Cool. Okay. All right. So take it away. Where are we going? All right. Uh, we're on page. <clears throat> we're on page forty-nine, and we're looking at Demo Man. All right. Uh, he's the evil spirit of Despondos. He's got a mace and a sword. His special abilities are demonic strength. Uh, his classics bio says Demo Man was the restless spirit of Yuka Zeko Mishquits in Defondos. <laughs> <laughs> Try saying that three times fast. <laughs> when Hordak captured and magically merged him with Hordak's dying pupil, Keldor, although the spell saved Keldor's life, it transformed him into Skeletor. Driven temporarily insane by the unification with Demo Man, Skeletor believed he could open a doorway to Despondos and lead his own people to Eternia. Cool. Now, oh. the thing about this I like, um, 
is that it's it was one of the original designs for Skeletor. Um, and then when they were doing the classics line, they decided to actually make him a figure and tie him into the line and Skeletor's past, which I think it was a cool idea. I think this is one of the cooler, uh, one of the figures that they made that they used early concept artwork for. They made him, incorporated him into this, the, the world of Masters and the history of Skeletor. So I really dig this figure too. I, I, and I really like the uh, concept of him. I do too. I love the way they they had emerged together with two beings and right. Boy, the 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 figure just doesn't seem to get much love, but I just I like it a lot. He's probably one of on the, my top ten favorite classics figures. The the green just glows. It's just yeah, great. And and Look. to be honest, be honest with you, if you look at the picture. That's on page 49 of this world, the Comonium. I don't know how to say that word. Um, if you look at the picture of the figure that they have here, it looks exactly like the artwork from Mark Taylor. So this is one of the figures that they did that really, uh, it transpired really good from paper to plastic, in my, my opinion. I really think that this figure came out really good. It did, and wow. you know, I really like it. Like, like I said, it, you know what though? It, it, the second head that it came with is really strange because it's only like the top half of a skull, and yeah, you, I don't, I don't know what the intention of that was for. Like for a like weapon. It's just showing the, like a fallen warrior at his feet, you know, like maybe one of his victims. Right. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it ties in with that early He-Man concept where he's got the Viking helmets. It could be. Helmet. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you could fit it on a, on a, one of the heads, you know, so like it, it, I don't, you know, I was thinking maybe like the Havoc staff. I don't know if you can pull off the top and put that on. I don't know. Uh, I never tried. I I, I was uh, putting it on my uh, Standor figure in place of the, the Stanley head, and it kind of looked really cool. <laughs> that's you know that's that Stanley figure. You know, it actually a lot of people made a lot of cool uh, customs with that. Um, a lot of people, uh, I forgot who who it was, but they uh, they came up with the. Uh, the idea of making the, uh, I think the ass Santarian from uh, the Masters from the movie, yeah, yeah, the armor, yeah, look, and it looked really cool. Um, but that, you know, I, 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 like I said, I agree with you. This is one of the cooler figures that they did make, um, and I never expected this figure to ever be made as well, you know, so. That was pretty cool too. It was, you know, it was a nice surprise that they made him, and like you said, not a lot of people get into him. Uh, one one thing is uh, when Mattel went ahead and made this figure, they didn't they didn't talk to Mark Taylor about it, so uh, he didn't know about this figure for a long time. And somebody had 
went up to him with the, you know, the toy and showed him, and he, and, you know, he didn't even know about it. So, you know, I guess Mattel didn't uh, ask him or talk to him about it before they went and made it. But uh, yeah, well, you know, Mattel probably thought they had the drawings, so it's their property, so they don't need permission, probably. You know, who knows? But uh, you know, again, it, it it was one of the cooler figures that came from paper to plastic, and it came out really good. And like I like I said, it's one of the one of few figures that pulled it off as well as they did. And um, and you know, and and the. The whole storyline, how they changed Skeletor, how he became, you know, Keldor the Skeletor. It was really cool the way that they did that with this. Um, but he doesn't get a lot of love. No, for some reason. You don't yeah. see anybody talking good about him. Uh, yeah, you don't. One thing I it's... interesting is uh, the handles on the weapons are switched from the artwork to the toy. So the sword has the like the uh, snake head on the figure and the mace has the regular handle, but on the, the concept art, it's switched around. So no, oh. I don't know. Do they make a mistake or do they change oh, it? The, maybe, yeah, they might've changed it to, uh, you know, to say, Oh, this is Mattel's uh, drawing or maybe, you know, to get around copyrights or permissions right. and stuff, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. But then uh, it says, many years later, Skeletor fought his final battle with He-Man using the combined power of Grayskull and the magic from the Temple of Power. He-Man split Keldor and Demo-Man into two separate beings. While Keldor died, the newly freed Demo-Man flew away. So that must be from those later mini-comics from the figures. uh, Yeah. Where they had the final battle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it 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 worked, you know, it worked. Not a lot did, but this figure definitely, he translated well. Um, so, on to your next. All right, on to the next, uh, page 52. We're going to look at Dragstore. One of the Horde members. Let's see, he's a transforming evil vehicle, evil warrior. Uh, he's got a blaster, whip, and crossbow. Uh, let see. I never had Dragstore as a kid. I had all, all the other Horde, but I didn't. I never saw him. He, you know what, though? In, in the, the vintage style of him, he kind of looked really, like, pathetic, <laughs> to say. You know, like... <laughs> He really didn't look attractive, you know, like the other guys did. Uh, I don't think he had much articulation, and he had a wheel coming out of his belly. So it was, it was definitely one of the weirder figures that they made. Um, design kind of designed him just for the the feature where the ro- where he rolls on the wheel. Yeah, and uh, a lot of times yeah. you see the older drag store toys, the face is all scratched up from. From yeah, on the floor. Oh, definitely, sure. Oh, uh, you know whatever they ran into and stuff. So, I mean, he was, you know, I I liked him 
But, you know, as a kid, you know, when we're going back 40 years ago, as a, you know, he was awesome. But, you know, as an adult now, it's like, you know, I was a pretty bad figure. <laughs> but uh, at the same time, you got to realize that this was one of the more original figures for the time, too, to, to tie in that uh, that wheel to work and for the figure to, you know, fly across the floor. So, you know. I like this uh, description from the 1984 German Motu audio plays. It says, Dragstore's portrayal in the German audio plays was wholly different from that in any other media. A skilled swordsman, Dragstore was a formidable warrior said to be undefeated in combat. He even emerged victorious in a fight against He-Man. Serving Skeletor and Hordak, he enjoyed mocking his opponents and was dubbed the Dragon Warrior by Orko. Dragstore was one of only a few men who ever returned from the Plane of Eternity, bringing with him the legendary Iceberg and a sword laced with hyperspace ice to Snake Mountain. Yeah. The thing about the German audiobooks, uh, tapes, whatever, um, they always made the characters so intense. They were so much powerful and better than any other platform at the time. Yeah, they're hardcore. They, you know, just uh, the German audio plays just uh, kind of went their own direction. They're more violent and uh, yeah, yes, they, yeah. You know, I uh, like we were talking about uh, anti Eternia last week with the audio tapes. Um, again, like I said, they did have them at one time on YouTube. So again, if you guys are looking to listen to them, um, I mean, you can find them in German. Uh, but you, I, they, I know they did make um, uh, they did translate them to English at one time. Um, I'm sure if you uh, try to search for it, you'll find it. You'll find it, and there's quite a lot. Of, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. <clears throat> they did make quite a lot of tapes. Um, I, I forget the number. I do have them all downstairs. And uh, like I said, I did see that they made a contraption to. Uh, make tapes into mp3s so that's what i'm probably going to end up doing with them but i'm also scared that it's going to break them like you know the old tape machines did or eat it we'll see right you know but uh i i, I you know i i like i like the classics version of them um oh, the class, yeah i think the classics version was really good yes um I think there's a picture of him on the page, if that's him, the classics version. Yeah. Um, it would have been – I forget. It's been a while since I actually touched him. Does the wheel spin on him or no on the classics? I think, yeah, I don't I think so either. Sounds. Yeah. They should have made that spin. That would have been cool. Yeah. You know, just by hand. You know, you, you just right. flick it with your finger. That That, you know – you know, they did say they didn't want to do any action features and stuff, but they could have included a wheel moving. But, um, you know, it seems like this, you know, uh, that's one, two, three, four, five different versions of him. I mean, so it seems like he's a popular character across the board. Yeah, he was from from one of the later waves. Yeah. Probably, probably wave five or six. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was just one of the later ones. This one uh, says 1987 Ta- Italian Magic Boy magazines. Right. Um, in the Italian Magic Boy magazines, it was shown Dragstore's electrical system could be short-circuited by a blast of water from Snout Spout's trunk. That's You know, it's funny. When I got this book, I noticed that they had made books in Italy, had their own. I knew Germany did. Germany, you know, German, they always was hardcore into He-Man. But I, I believe they made Brazilian books. Um, India made books. China made books. You know, it, it, this, this Dark Horse book really opened your eyes to uh, the rest of the world right. and uh, what they made. It's uh, really cool. And even certain, you know, like the Italian books would have uh, brand new characters that they made. So this book is really cool. If you don't have it, definitely get it. It's probably cheaper on e- on Amazon. You know, you might find it on eBay too. But uh, if you don't have this book, this is one of the cooler books that they did. I think this um, and the mini comic book, the, uh, the first uh, book that uh, Dark Horse did, I think these are two of my favorite. Yeah, I'd never heard of that Italian Magic Boy magazine. That's a new one. I know. I, yeah, I never did until I got this book. I had no idea that they did their own thing, the magazines. So it's cool. You know, that's that's why a book like this is awesome. You know, like the Dark Horse books, they do a lot, a lot of uh, research, a lot of stuff, man. You know, they go deep to get uh, a lot of information. I remember speaking to uh, to Penny and uh, Penny Dreadful, and she was saying, like, you know, smoke would be coming out of their ears while they were doing this stuff because it was just so intense and trying to get everything. And it came out really good. So I I just hope they have more on the way, you know. You know, make a book with just the magazines, you know, the American, the English, the Italian, the German, um, the Brazilian, Argentine, and whatever they are. I mean, right. if we can we can get them all, that'd be great. All right, let's move to page fifty-five. Now I know you love this dude. Oh yeah, this is a fun character, Dilemug. Uh, he's with the evil horde. He's can shoot lasers. Can has lasers concealed on top of his head. Um, he made a couple of appearances in uh, She-Ra. Let's see. Uh, it says, Dilemug was the horror's robotic rogue whose imposing face was positioned on his chest. More than a simple horde trooper, he preyed on the weak and innocent, taking delight in the suffering of others. Dilemug could shoot lasers with, from the top of his head and commanded a large group of Horde Troopers. As fearsome as he was, Dylamug was terrified of Shadow Weaver. Uh, uh yeah. Um, again, he, they made him really well in the, uh, classics line. I do enjoy that figure a lot. Um, you know, he's kind of like another Triclops or Manny Faces where you can position his eyes, his nose, and his mouth in different, uh, 
in different ways and things. Um, he's a, he was one of the coolest figures that they did make for the filmation line. Um, and it's the first time we ever got him as a figure too. Yeah, he's he's a great figure. They they did him so well. He's like a hundred percent new tooling. There's no reuse parts oh, on him at all. One hundred percent. He's got the switchable uh, horde emblems and the laser beam. Um, just a fun character. Just the first time he appeared on the cartoon, he was such a such a mean spirited character. You know, he's just. Uh, Wasn't you know, he the, uh, the pig, that horde pig or whatever, in the same episode as that? I, uh, I might, I, th- I think so. I could be wrong. But yeah, he he was uh, he was treacherous. He was what the horde was all about. You know, he was evil, which I really liked. Breaking into the the pub and just like throwing people around. <laughs> yeah. I <remember>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I wish they would have kept him like that and, and used him more often. But uh, from, it seems like he only they used him only twice in the cartoon, and then the that second yeah. time he just kind of didn't do much. Yeah, he they they should have used him more. He they definitely underused his character, um, and being that he was so like what you expect from the horde, so evil and mean, and you know. You'd think that they would have used him more in a cartoon, but they didn't. And again, to me, it's just so strange that they made Horde, because when Horde came out, it was came out with the uh, He-Man toys, and then when the the She-Ra cartoon came out, they were the main enemies. It's very weird, like they, how they did that, but uh, I, I, it worked. You know, they 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 sold the figures. But, um, you know, it just looked weird, the pop figures next to the He-Man figures. They kind of, I don't know, just didn't look right, uh, you know, next to each other. The only, the only figures that actually worked with the uh, pop figures was like Tila, Evil Lynn, and the Sorceress. Other than that, they, uh, they were just completely two different things. You know, like Thundercats next to He-Man. But, yeah, I, I enjoyed him, even though he was only in it for the two episodes. Um, I wish they would have used him more. I know he's got a big following. A lot of people really like him as, you know, one of their favorite figures and characters. And again, he was only on two episodes, so that's saying a lot for the figure, uh, for the character. All right. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's move to page sixty in our Evil Inn. Well, actually, it starts on fifty nine. She's the evil warrior goddess. Her other names are Evelyn Morgan Powers. Um, she's got a wand, staff, and dagger. She's got about every magic ability you can yeah. come up with. 
Yeah, she's very strong with the magic. And uh, just to let people know, because um, there's some people that may not know this, that the original vintage figure of Evelyn, her, her staff, the ball on the top, does glow in the dark, in case nobody doesn't know that, so... Yeah, I actually Just a little... discovered that on my own. Um, you know, as a kid, I was in, in my room getting ready to go to sleep, and I saw something glowing. Yeah. And I was like, what the heck is that? I got up yeah, yeah, same, th- same thing with me, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Um, I wish they would have did that with uh, the, the the classics version, but they, they, they didn't do it, which I was kind of sad. I, I thought that would have been a great – a great thing to incorporate with that figure. But, um, but you know, she's, uh, she's got quite, she got around in, uh, a lot of different things here. She's got almost, uh, two and a half, uh, no, three pages of evil. And, um, you know, that's, that's how popular of a cat. Well, she is one of the main villains. So, you know, she has to be there. Um, and then here, look, you see on page 60, they have the Brazilian Editora Abdurl Masters comics, you know. Um, and then they have the UK pop comics, um, the German Apta Masters comics, the German Interpart Condor comics i mean you know she you know i didn't know half of these things you know without this book um I thought the the brazilian one was really interesting in 1986 it says acting in concert with skeletor evelyn once purposely detonated an atomic bomb which succeeded in killing he-man fortunately the sorceress's magic combined with tila's great love brought he-man back to life That's yeah that that's got to be a really cool uh, story. Yeah, it is heavy. I mean, geez, <laughs> you're going to throw an A-bomb on He-Man? And uh, they, they killed him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? It, it's, it's funny. Like, all the, all, the, uh, all the concepts in the different versions of He-Man across the world, you know, they somehow find a way to kill or really injure He-Man. Not like yeah. how we had it, you know, where He-Man was in the invincible that's why i really wish that uh they you know dark horse can get these things and translate it into english for us that'd be really an awesome book because it seems like the the story you know just reading from this book the little tidbits that they have you know i would love to read more about it translated into english would be an amazing thing for collectors everywhere because the stories are really heavy and deep and dark. They're not like uh, rainbows here, you know, like how we had it. Yeah. Uh, the UK one is also interesting. It says, Evil Lynn was presented with a unique origin in the UK comic. She was a yeah. young woman in the service of King Randor and Queen Marlena. She possessed great magical powers and a total hatred for the Queen. When she learned of Skeletor breaking through the mystic wall, the woman transformed herself into Evil Lynn. 
She then joined Skeletor with a desire to destroy the Queen upon Skeletor's conquest of Eternia. Often seen sporting a long red cape, evil men believed that the forces of magic were superior to brute force. So yeah, now, the, the thing here is, the key word for me is the mystic wall. Um, because I, before the uh, the MYP productions, the 2000X cartoon, I, I never heard of a mystic wall before. Um, but you know they did. Um, they they had it in the UK comics. I have pretty much all the UK comics, and I mean I haven't read them all because there's so much to read. But um, I do have them. Um, if you got Dropbox, I can send them to you. Um, they're really cool. I I really love the UK books. I that, again. That is another book that Dark Horse should uh, try to publish. You know, that seems that to be the most re- requested one for the for the Dark Horse to do next is the UK. And uh, they said there's so many. If they did them, they would have to be two books. Oh yeah, uh, they 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 made Jesus. They made a lot. I mean, they made He Man, and then. They made the annuals. They did Shira and Pop. They did New Adventures. They they did a lot. The UK. The UK was heavy into He Man, like Germany. Um, you know, they they did do a lot. Uh, I think they did. Uh, it was every other week. It was a fort. What's a fortnight? Every other week, right? Two weeks. Two, two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's what it says on the you know on the cover every fortnight. So it was, it would come out twice a month. Um, and they did make a lot, and they're really cool comics because if you, um, a lot of stuff from the UK comics, uh, you know, like they give you, um, the backstory of Dragster and Extendar, how they were best friends, and then the Horde act, and the Horde trapped them, changed them, and then they were bitter enemies. It's pretty cool the stuff that they that they wrote. Um, way ahead of the times for here. It seems like they were had more. Uh, they they gave them more slack to go out on their own instead of like here, um, which is really cool. And that's why I say like you know I'd really wish that they were able to get these other 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 magazines and comics from around the world published here for us to uh, enjoy and read. I also like the fact that they show all her disguises because she did. Oh, yeah. You know, she did uh, do that a lot throughout all the, throughout the years, you know, to get uh, whatever the, the mission was. That day that Skeletor had up his sleeve. So, I mean, it. Always fun whenever they discovered, oh, it's evil in the sky. Yeah, yeah. So they, they do show one, two, three, four, five. Six. They show seven disguises that she used uh, throughout the years of filmation, the Mike Young, the movie. Uh, it, it's, it's, it's cool. It's really cool. I, I, I. 
I like evil one. I and I like how I think it's the next person that you selected. It's uh, has to do with her. So I think it's the next character that you picked. Yeah, you. <clears throat> yeah, yes, it is. <clears throat> Let's move on to her father. Father, the faceless one, page sixty-three. <clears throat> Interesting characters, kind of uh, some. Even if you've seen him before, it's like, who is he again? It's like, yeah, is he a good guy, a bad guy? What what's going on with this guy? Yeah, he's uh, kind of like Zodak, you know. He's the ancient lord of Zelizia. Uh, he's known as King Nicholas Powers. Um, his affiliations are with the Council of Wisdom, Council of Elders. He's got the uh, Havoc Staff and Ramstone. Right. Magical abilities. Uh, <clears throat> I'll read the Classics bio. In, the, in Classics, the Faceless One's, Faceless One's original name was given as Nicholas Powers, a member of King Grayskull's Council of Elders. While his origin was similar to the one in MV Creations comics, the Faceless One arranged for his daughter's travel to the future with the help of Hero and the power of Central Tower. Immortal, the Faceless One received her 5,000 years in the future and raised her in the ruins of Zelizia until a, in a fit of teenage rebellion she ran away in search of power. Unable to leave the ruins, the Faceless One waited for her return until a young alchemist named Keldor came to the ruins to steal the Havoc staff for his master Hordak. In their struggle, the Faceless One had a vision of Keldor's future as the father of Evelyn's unborn son. Skeletine. Skeletine. Believing <laughs> that, <laughs> that the Guardian bloodline must continue, the Faceless One allowed Keldor to take the Havoc staff as long as he never returned to the ruins of Zelizia. So there's I... a lot going on. Yeah, I, and you know what? I, I am not one for all the bios that uh, that jerk made, but um, this one I liked. Um, I, I still say they should have came up with a better name than Nicholas Powers um, or Lynn Powers. Kind of seems like, like a Wall Street name. Um, but uh, I like the character. I like the figures, the figure. Um, I like what they did with it, how they they pretty much uh, had him affiliated with the Council of Wisdom, the Council of Elders. So he's elders. So he's been around for a long time. And it seems like he was uh, cast to stay in Zalazia by himself, never to leave there. Um and I remember in one of the episodes, Evelyn says something like, okay, father, or something like that at the end. And then um, it showed the faceless one. So, I, I, you know, I like, I, I like stuff like that, that, uh, you, know, um, you know, but the thing with the masters is too, is they try to keep everybody like in, related to someone and mm-hmm. this and that. But I, I I like the fact that Evelyn had a dad 
and he was good and tried to help her switch from evil to be a good guy. So I, I, I like the, the character. I like what he's supposed to be, what he's meant to be, um, his purpose. So it was cool. I, I really enjoyed him. I did too. Uh, he, he's got the, you know, he's where the Havoc staff came from. Right. Um, and the Ramstone too, you know. Ramstone. The you know, figure's the, the, really cool. It's just, uh, it's real heavy. He's got all that armor. Yeah, yeah, he is a heavy figure. Stand. He wants to fall backwards. Yeah, and the face is kind of weird. It, I don't know. I, I guess it was kind of hard to translate what he looked like in a cartoon and comics to a figure, so they just made a white, you know, skull face with blacked out eyes. I mean, which is cool. It worked, you know. But yeah, like you said, he's a very heavy figure. He doesn't want to stand straight. He doesn't at all. And the the Havoc staff that he has is different from the one that Skeletor has. So maybe that had something to do with his transformation from Keldor to Skeletor as well. But who knows? Yeah, it's kind of like powered up, kind of like a translucent. Yeah. Red. Yeah. The horns are like translucent. Yeah. And uh, let's go to your last pick. Is this the last one? Yeah. This is the last one I think that you picked. No? Okay. I got uh, Faker and Modulak. Oh, I didn't see Modulak. But we'll do them. Yeah, let's go. Okay. Page 64, Faker. Faker's the evil robot of Skeletor. Uh, he's got the sword of power, axe, and shield. He's got superhuman strength, impersonation of He-Man. Um, Faker's one of them characters I never really got attached to. I, I never had him as a kid. When I saw him in the store, I just like, what is that? A blue He-Man? I don't understand what he yeah. is. I, I don't want him. I don't. I don't know who he is. Oh. Uh, well, you know, that's that's also because when they had him in a cartoon, he looked exactly like He-Man with glowing eyes. Right. They didn't really... Uh, maybe they, they didn't have the... Um, I don't know. But when they made the toy, they made him blue, which I like. Uh, it's my favorite color. I like the fact that they gave him Skeletor stuff, but my favorite version of him is the Leo version where he has the uh, Skeletor's uh, chest armor, Skeletor's uh, waist armor or whatever that you want to call that, and he comes with the orange Havoc staff. Um, the reaction figure, they came with uh, the orange power sword. So, um, to me, that was that, and he, you know, he has like that mask over his eyes. Uh, to me, that's my favorite version of Faker. And I really wanted a classics version of him. And we never got that. I thought that he, he that would have been him and Camel Khan are my favorite variants. Um, also, the. Uh, the variant that they made in the classics line of him 
that came with uh, Bizarro in the two-pack. The um, battle damage uh, faker. Yeah. I thought that was a pretty cool idea. I, uh, I really liked it. And uh, I, I, I didn't, you know, I never thought to even think to have that made. But they did. Um, and he's one of the most sought-after fa- uh, figures because they didn't make so many of them. I remember I bought 10 of them because I was, I was able to, to get on right away. So I bought 10 and I kept two for me, one to open, one to put away. And I, you know, sold the rest to people who couldn't get them for, you know, the price I didn't, wasn't looking to make money off of them. I was just trying to help people complete their collections. Yeah. I was able to get uh, a couple and he was, he was not sold on Maddie Collector. You had to get him from Toys R Us online. Correct. Yeah. He was not in the stores. The only way to get him was online. Um, I got two, and it seems like he was sold out an hour, like an hour later. So. Oh, he sold out fast. Yeah. That's why. And, that's why when I got on, I the maximum you could buy was ten pieces, I believe. And so, and so I did just to help people that weren't able to get them. Um, I believe I got a few from my friends in Germany and a couple of people here in the U S. Um, but he, he, you know, and, and then later on in, I forgot which figure he came with, but they came with the, uh, half, half his face is battled. Damage, so you see, yeah. you see, like the skeleton, the skeleton, the the robot, uh, the robot skeleton, whatever, like the Terminator. So you can yeah. put that head on them too. That was a cool idea that they did. Um, yeah, but I just forget the fi- the figure that that head came with. But yeah, he's he's one of my all-time favorites. I remember getting the figure. Um, my family has a bowling league, and you know Santa would come, and I remember getting him that night at the bowling alley, and I was just like in total awe because, like I said, I love the color blue, and it was like so cool to have like an anti-he-man. So I really liked the figure from day one, the character. I really enjoyed him. I'd like to see oh, Faker go against Anti-He-Man and then the new uh, Masters of the uh, Multiverse. I'd like to see that matchup. So I think in one of these descriptions, it talks about uh, all three of them coming together. Um, I don't know where it is, but I was going to read the, uh, the 1984 UK. Okay, uh, This one's pretty cool. Compens- Compensating for Faker's blue skin toy appearance, Skeletor could temporarily make Faker into an exact physical copy of He-Man in the World Annuals. For a time, Faker was held at Prison Star. He was notorious throughout the cosmos as a mass murderer. Yeah, see, it gets it gets really dark outside the U.S. And, um, you know, you would never see him as a mass murderer here or on, you know, filmation. So, yeah. or in the mini comics. So, you know, I, I like that 
they get that dark in um around the world it makes the character more you know you, you can he's i don't know more dignified or whatever um his but yeah supposedly skeletor puts a spell on the robot to make his skin uh normal you know like he-man's and then it, it it can wear off in a matter of time or whatever and you know he so he's can only be faker of he-man for a certain amount of time before the spell wears off yeah, there's a lot so. of ways they they uh, they got his kind of canon going. Uh, you know, sometimes he's a robot, other times he's a hologram. Sometimes, yeah, yeah. It depends uh, what uh, from what 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 way you're reading it from, or what where he's, you know, whatever. But uh, you know, I, I to me, I always liked him. He's a good figure. He's I I like the fact that they were able to duplicate him as a bad guy and use him against He-Man. Um, the other one I was going to read is this 1986 UK uh, magazine. It says, in contrast to most other depictions, the UK comics gave Faker more individualized personality, a magical creation rather than a robot. He was created by Skeletor to sully He-Man's name. Faker developed an intense rage and hatred towards the hero after He-Man defeated him in their first battle. He wished to surpass He-Man's power and even challenge Skeletor. Although blue-skinned in his natural form, he could temporarily assume He-Man's exact appearance before the spell wore off, and on one occasion he was confusingly depicted wearing clothes like Prince Adam when in his natural form. Hmm. I like the way the uh, they did Faker in the uh, Injustice comic, where everybody that sees Faker, he looks like He-Man, identical. But when He-Man sees him through his eyes, he's got the blue skin, right? And skin Skeletor. Hunts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He see, I, I just, I just really like the concept of the character that they made for him. And then you know, you, you, around the world, you have different versions of how he he looks or how you know like you said he's a hologram he's a robot um i like that you know it's really nice that they have different different versions of him but it uh he's still you know the same it's, it's still the same principle as for him to kill he-man so, All right. uh, let's, let's go. go on. Now, this is Final. your favorite. Is this your? This is one of your your favorite figures, right? The characters. Yeah. Favorite character yeah. and figure. This right. Be Modulock on page one fifty four. Oh, we got lots of different Modulocks going on here too. Um, he's the evil beast of a thousand bodies. Um, some uh, his other names have been. Galen Nycroft. Uh, he's been with the Horde and the Evil Warriors. Right. Uh, shape-shifting abilities. Disassembly. Um, and Inventor as well. 
And as you can see, there's many, many, many different versions of them. This 1984 German audio play, it says, In a departure from other media, the German audio play depicted Moduluk as the former servant of Glostifus. Upon arriving on a tourney, the multi-limbed beast attacked the heroes, drawing Skeletor's interest. Hordak was familiar with Moduluk and warned Skeletor that this beast was extremely dangerous. Using a ring provided to them by Glostifus, Skeletor and Hordak were able to control Moduluk for a time. When the ring was lost, Majulak chose to stay in service to them. Majulak lived and burrowed under the ground like an ant, preferred warmer climates, and man- maintained a strong rivalry with Tubad, wishing to be the only two-headed warrior. Though he spoke with a single voice, Majulak's multi-limbed body was composed of two separate beings and was capable of splitting into two individuals. Yeah, it's a cool... F- that... And, you know, he when he first came out, the toy was, like, amazing. You know, he had all these different parts and two heads. You can make a gigantic, you know, uh, multi-legged and armed figure with two heads. You can make two different figures. Or you can make the, um, the original three-legged figure that they had on um, Filmation. So, you know, he was really cool. And, he, you know, he he did serve with the evil warriors first, and then he went to the Horde. So, he got around, you know, like Ratlor and Tongue Lasher. And, um, I like his, this thing, too. It, uh, the 1987 German Epoch. Masters Comics, it says, in addition to his shape-shifting abilities, Modulok could swap his body parts with those of Multibot in the Epna comics. So that that's cool, too, that, uh, that they can actually help each other in battle, I guess. If someone gets injured, they can, you know, switch body parts, um, help each other out. That would be great he to was, see. I wish I had that comic just to, to see how that played out. Yeah, I mean, and again, with uh, with this book, I never even knew that they had two different German books going at the same time, plus the um, the audio books, the audio uh, tapes. Um, so, like I said, you know, they, you got the German Interpart Condor, and then you have the German uh, Epa and the tapes, so... You know, Germany was really hardcore into He-Man back in the 80s. You do see that artwork from these comics once in a while. Uh, Ihapa. It's really uh, it's really unique. And it's always got these real odd-looking creatures just sort of scattered around. And just little colorful uh, shapes and designs within the, the artwork. And some of the right. coolest... Uh, I just saw some the other day. I don't know what that artist's name is, but uh, there's a lot of it out there. Yeah, it just must be the the comic covers or something. Yeah, they 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 did it a lot, man. I mean, you know, um, and then you know, all the versions kind of look the same, but they're kind of unique at the same time. 
So it's it's pretty cool the way that they made um, in each of the comics around the world. You know, they kind of they look the same, sort of, but um, have different attitudes or different abilities and stuff. So I like that. I like that a lot. All right, so let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back, and uh, we'll finish this thing up. Right on. All right. See you in a few. Okay. And we're back. All right, so I just want to... We can quickly talk about the PowerCon announcement that they made this week. Um, we are going back to the same place as last year in Anaheim. And it's the weekend of August 8th and 9th. So, mark it on your calendars, because that's the dates for this year's, well, next year's PowerCon. And, um... They say it's going to be bigger and better than before. So what do you think about that being said? I believe it because it's going to be the 30th, 35th anniversary of She-Ra. And yeah. it wouldn't be an anniversary if we didn't have Melanie Britt attending. That's That's got to be... She's, she definitely has to be there. That's a um, must-have. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe the other voice actors as well. I think Linda Gray, I think she died. Oh, yeah, she's, um, yeah, she did, she did pass away. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure about the other voice actors, but, um, I'm sure we're going to get a bunch of, uh, directors and the story writers, things like that. Um, Pretty similar to the Masters, you know, the same guys, you know, they stuck together. They did the same, the same things. And, um, you know, I, I hope that they get more, uh, more, uh, maybe a better, uh, a better bunch of ex- like uh, exhibitors, like uh, you know, people selling stuff. Um, it was kind of empty the room last year. They didn't have the the whole entire room full, so hopefully they can do that um, this year. Um, I don't know if Super Seven would be there because they're not producing anything new anymore. Um, hopefully Mondo will be there. They weren't there last year. No. They were there to talk in the one of the. Panels. They had their own panel, yeah, but they weren't there to no. show anything off. They didn't have a booth, did they? No, they didn't. That was. That was a shame. Yeah. Yeah, because uh, you know, I was I always like to see their stuff. Um, and you know, I was thinking that merman. Uh, what 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 style is that called that you said? Uh, Sofubi. S O F. So, 
U B I. Yeah. It's a it's a Japanese toy style. It right. doesn't have to do with the paint. It's just uh uh I don't under really understand it totally, I think, but uh it's it's a Japanese toy style. It's kind of uh I don't know, you see them figures with Beastman and Skeletor, they're kinda of stubby and short looking. Yeah. Well I've I'm hoping that Mondo is going to be there this year. Uh, hopefully another panel by them and plus a booth by them as well, showing off future stuff. But that would be really cool to have them there. Uh, Mattel will be there. Um, I'm sure uh, our buddy Motu Joe's uh Retro Rags will be there again. And, um, you know, it's just like, I just hope they get a different, a lot of, uh, I don't know, a lot more, maybe like in the past, they had a lot of actors, voice actors that would uh, do autographs, um, they didn't really have many of those this uh, last year. I hope they get more for the next year. Um, I, I really wish that uh, Skeletor was going to be there last year because, you know, he's getting up in age. And I'd really want to get his uh, autograph. And also he'll do he'll uh, he'll do your voice message message for you. So he, you know. That's pretty cool that he does that stuff. He he, he loves he he loves the fans. He really interacts with you with everybody. So it's he's really fun. I hope they get him for next year. Um, but uh, you know they say it's supposed to get bigger and better than last year. So we'll see. Uh, I wish they were going back to the old Marriott in. Uh, I forget the town, but uh, I like the old place. It, it was cool. Um, but this place, you know, this, the, the hotel isn't bad. The hotel is nice. It's big. And, um, I mean, it serves its purpose. And I, I do hope that they get the leftover remaining stock from uh, San Diego Comic-Con like they did last year to sell there that would be great um i'm just wondering what the exclusives are going to be this year what uh you know where they're going to go uh, an origins shira figure Mm, that's a good idea that 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 may be it yeah but definitely definitely something with shira uh it might be the netflix version you know um, we'll, we'll have to see and find out as time goes on, they'll, they'll announce it. And, um, it, it was cool. I, 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 I like the place. I like the hotel. It's just harder to get to for me for some reason. Um, so that's the reason why I liked the other place. It was much easier. It's, um, but, uh, 
you know, we'll see when time comes and see what they're offering. And, you know, I hope they keep, they keep doing it, which they've been doing this now for some years now. And it's, you know, it's a great thing for us fans. Um, you know, Val and, and the company, you know, they do a good job. They do a really great job for us. Um, so, you know, we'll just have to wait and see exactly what they have in store for us this year. They, uh, you know, as as time goes on, they do, they drop little hints here and there of what's going to happen, what's going on. So, but um, I enjoyed last year. Last year was fun. Um, what was your take? What did you, how, well, last year was your first year anyway, so. Yeah, it was my first time last year. Uh, I only uh, stayed for the one day, Saturday. Um, I had a great time. I no complaints at all. I just uh, went crazy, bounced all over the place. And yeah, it, 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 it. that's the, pl- the place to do it, you know. It's uh, it's really it's really fun, and uh, it's pretty cool when you you're you're all there at the same time for the same thing, you know, and. You meet people that you've been friends with. You meet new people that you're friends with and things like that. So I enjoy it. I really do. Um, I really wish that they would, you know, every year maybe switch it up from, you know, there to New York. or. But I understand why they have to do it there because that's where in California, that's pretty much where everybody lives. So it's probably easier for them to get to. So. I I understand that reason, but I did I would wish you know the one year that they were supposed to come to New York it got canceled. It was like a five minute drive from my house, and I was gonna have a big party here, um, but you know it never happened. So, but we'll see. But you know, I just wanted to let everybody know if you didn't get the email, uh, subscribe to powercon.com. I think it is. Or powercon.org. I'm not. I forget what it is. Um, and uh, sign up for emails and stuff like that, and you'll get all this, the uh, updates and things. Uh, but we'll also let you know about it as well. And um, I think that's about it. All I've got for that. It's been a pretty long show today. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So, you guys got e-money's worth for this week. So, I I don't have any more much to say. Uh, Before we go, I just wanted to let everybody know to check out uh, Eamon O'Donohue's new podcast. It's called Battlecast. Um, I've listened to the first two episodes, and I don't know how many more he's got since then, but they're really good. And uh, go give it a a listen. It's Battlecast. Yeah, Eamon's a good dude too. He's he's a really cool guy. Um, all the luck to him. And um, all right, so until next time, man. We'll we'll see you then. See you later, guys. All right, rock on, guys. Bye bye.